Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Achtung Rural. Broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Except no substitute. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Achtung Millwall, your real Millwall fan show, uh, recorded on this Wednesday, the 21st of October. Uh, delighted to be back with you. I'm here uh, in sunny, well, fucking gloomy, world, but it's horrible outside. It is proper, it's proper British weather outside. Absolutely grim. I've had six cups of tea already. Um, it is what it is, really, though, but... I'm buzzing because we are talking about back-to-back wins for the Lions. Don't forget, Acton Mill, we are big in Botswana this week. Joining me, as ever, is the man himself. He's creeping up to that big number. It's the podfather. It is Nick Hart. Greetings, dear listeners. Fourth place in the table, greetings, in actual fact. We're going to get giddy. Going to need oxygen, Aaron. Yeah, I was going to say, have you got your, have you got your ventilator out? <laughs> It's. I mean, it's. It's been an interesting week. Interesting week. We'll come on to that shortly. But great, great performance last night against Luton. Really, really strong win. I thought. One man that could supply you with that ventilator is Mr. Harold Warren, also known as Chernobyl Charlie. How you doing, pal? Yeah, you're right, lads. That, that's not your usual intro. No, I'm. I'm. I'm all the higgledy piggledy today. I'm. I'm doing new things. So I'm. I'm. You're all right. You're right. You're a bit subdued today, mate. You know. I'm all right. I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to behave. You know, I had a rather, I had a Twitter spat last week, so I'm trying to behave and not get done for libel. So, um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> of course, Mill are now fourth after two strong wings. Firstly, at Wickham Wanderers and last night at the Den. Looking back at the game against uh, Wickham, a poor start, boys. We were obviously, you know, sort of communicating uh, throughout the game. Yeah, it was, it was a funny one, Nick. I mean. Wickham, six defeats now for them. Uh, I think they've scored one goal, of course, that one against Millwall. Yeah. It had to come against Millwall. Of course, it was going to come against Millwall, let's be fair. Um, like, is it a case of Millwall struggle against shit sides? I, I, I very much think we do struggle against basic sides. I mean, we've had a, a couple of scruffy games this season. I think include the opening fixture against Stoke, who also came with a, a more refined, rough kind of approach than, than we saw from Wickham. But I'd include the Rotherham win, where I know we came away with the three points. I, I, I just feel that we are a little bit uncomfortable against the more basic sides. Now, that's not to say we, you know, we can all point at the results 
um, and we, we came away with three points at Adams Park and the other games were winning a draw. So, you know, we're dealing with it. I just think we look a little bit um, <clears throat> at times on the back foot against these, these poorer sides. I mean, Wickham, for me, do look a poor side. I think they're going to struggle all season and the, the results so far. Uh, are sending a big message for them. They they just look very very League One, very limited, and our our, our mistakes were, were self inflicted rather than them opening us up. And I think that's that's probably the, the the best way we can describe that first half up there. Um, second half much much better from the Lions, much improved second half, and that's what we we hope to see as the season progresses. But no, it's a scruffy win, but a win in the end. That's all that matters. What did you make of it, H? Um, I mean, I, it was a game that probably 18 months ago would have got beaten. Um, but again, it wasn't, it's functional. Everything that we've done so far this season has been functional. We are winning games functionally. We are, you know, we, we, we don't create an awful lot of flair-like chances, but the chances we do create, you know, whether that's slinging the ball up to Matt Smith and, you know, creating panic, that, that's what we do well. We've been playing to our strengths and defensively we know we look solid. So it's, it's weird because we're fourth and you should be more excited. Um, but I'd caution it with, with you know, Millwall pessimism um, is is kind of my, my MO of that, is that I think that, you know, against Swansea, I think we were unlucky. I don't really think we've deserved to get beat so far. Do I think we've deserved to win certain games that we have won? Probably not, but you know, swings and roundabouts are football. But I thought the Wickham game, you know, it was nice. We went back to a 4-4-2. We've we, we shown that we can play both formations still, which is, which is a plus point. But again, I think the, the depth of the squad is what we talked about. But I think also the depth of the squad now is, is a plus point. I don't really see it as a negative. I think there's players on the bench that when they come on, if they take their chances, you know, should, should be in and around the first team. And I think we've got a strong, strong bench now for a Millwall side, maybe not compared to the rest of the, the the division, but we've been quite good, I think. With some nice passing last night, though, Harry, I, I, I was really struck by the quality of the win last night more than the trip up the M40 on, on Saturday. I, I think that you're right to describe... Um, Probably both games as functional. Certainly Saturday I'd describe as functional. But last night against Luton, I thought we dealt with them. I mean, they they, they came into the, the game in, in sixth position and they didn't look like they had a sniff. They had one or two outside chances and then a great save from Bart towards the end. But otherwise, we we dealt with them. I thought that was a really polished performance last night to contrast with Saturday. Yeah, I think, I think you're right in a way. I, yeah. I, I'd caution that with the fact that the table does lie at this point. You know, Luton just done on last last year and just stayed up and you know Millwall should be putting Luton away uh, it, yeah I, I agree last yeah. season um Conor Mahoney played well against Luton last season you know th- these are not things that that changed um you know the goal last night was similar to his one on New Year's Day you, you know um so did it impress me yes and no I expected to beat Luton um did I expect it to be as comfortable Probably not. Did I expect him to have more chances? Yes, I did. But I don't know if we were that good or were Luton that bad. I, I, I think slightly more to the fact that Luton were bad. I think some of the facts of our performance were very, very good. Um, I do worry about our midfield. I, I, I still worry about our midfield. Um, 
But other than that, we, we you know you can only beat what's in front of you. We've we've started well. It's it's very difficult to say how this season's going to go. If we were if we were in the ground, if we were in the den, if we were allowed to go to the den, and the way we've started, you could feel that we'd get on a roll. The, the, the den would become manic at this point if they win Saturday. You know, everyone would be talking, oh, look at us, where we are. But I think the fact that we don't have the den as a weapon, that the squad is doing exceptionally well and who knows where it's going to go. But I think that you've got to be cautious because I don't think, I don't think we're the finished article by all means. I think the table's a little bit deceiving in the sense that I don't think Reading, you know, I think Reading ain't dropped a point yet. No one had Reading winning their first six games or whatever. So, you know, a little bit of, you know, optimism by all means, you know. Still early early doors, I I, I do agree. Um, Midfield is interesting because I thought our midfield on Saturday, especially in that first half and to an extent in the second half was, was comparatively... Poor, although Ryan Leonard will, you know, look point at his uh, his finish to for the winning goal on Saturday. Um, Ryan Woods is an intriguing player because when he's good, he's very good, and when he's not, he's he's quite anonymous, isn't he? Um, I still can't quite fathom him out as a player because I felt on Saturday he was he was really um, not oh, in the. Not in the game, certainly. Not in the game on Saturday. And looked better last night. I just think he's one of these midfielders. That if you don't give him the space and the time, he's he's easy to shut out of the game. And maybe that's what's held him back as you know, career-wise as a player. Because passing-wise and vision-wise, he's, he's got the X factor. But it's just that ability to find space when you're under pressure. And Wickham, to their credit, from their from their perspective, did that quite well last Saturday. Yeah, sometimes he's a bit of a shit house, isn't he? Um, <laughs> in the sense that he'll give. I, I don't like it. I don't like centre like centre midfielders that do it. I don't. You know, you watch the game. If you actually watch him, you know when we're. You know, football's about denying the opposition space and creating space for yourself. That's how you get up the pitch. That's how you keep possession. Ryan Woods has got an absolute wand of a right foot at times. There's no taking away from him, and he is the best pass we've got at the club without a question. My question is, is why then he decides that I'm going to have a pass off Jake Cooper, I'm going to look up, see that I can't make a pass and I'll give it back to Jake Cooper, move four yards and get the ball back again. You know, he doesn't, sometimes yeah. he does that, he takes the simple pass to get, he's almost make himself look good, which, you know, is a very unmillable workman-like way of playing. And when, as you said, people press him, you know, it creates mistakes. And, you know, I think he was... He was poor. What game did we play in? And I thought he had a terrible game. The Swansea game, I thought he was shit. Um, I thought he's he was had shit. a couple. He's had a couple of games where he's, he's been. But then, but then last night is the flip side. Is when Luton decide to sit off him. You know, he pings balls out to Jed and Romeo all the time. Kind of Mahoney last night. He found a few times, and that's the difference. Now, unfortunately, and this is the one criticism I have of Gary Rowett's managerial um, reign at Millwall is that Ryan Woods is. If I'm going to name one player that will always be on that team sheet, other than probably the keeper and the back two of Hutchinson and Cooper, it is Ryan Wood's next name on the team sheet. And that's a bit dangerous in the middle side because I don't think sometimes we're going to have the luxury of having the ball in games that Ryan Woods needs the ball in, if you understand what I mean. It's funny what you said about the fans, which we all know the mighty weapon that the den can be when it's um, 
when it's got its, you know, got its dander up and, um, you know, the, the, the high stakes are on the table. But we also know how players like Ryan Woods and I think possibly to an extent man of the match last night, Conor Mahoney, can fade a little bit under the, the they will, under the, the criticism that would come their way. Because I, I, I was watching TV last night, on, as, as we all are, and I thought some of this football, the crowd would really get on that team's back for knocking it around. Um, like we're uh, well, like, like we're a kind of a Barcelona version of Bermondsey, um, and the patience that we're showing, which is much easier to play as a style in an empty den rather than having you know the the, the lower tiers screaming blue murder at you to get the ball forwards. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting thing when I hope it's when fans finally get back into stadiums because that's that's a style that is suits. Hasn't hasn't been a traditional mill style, but it certainly suits the empty den rather than the full den. Don't you agree? Yeah, nothing suits the empty den. Just, <laughs> I'm trying not to pass comment on the on the previous pod, um, but no, I am. Um... Something a bit more positive. Uh, there's a tweet from Jake, and I'm I'm going to give him a new nickname, Jake Colonel Sanders today. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, saying it's been exactly one year of Gary Millwall. Happy anniversary, uh, Gaffer. 64 points from a possible 1-1. I actually remember when, the, you know, sort of the day Neil Harris um, departed, Nick. It was, it, it was weird how it sort of coincided because we were just about to record a pod and the news broke about 20 minutes before and we're like, wow, shit, you know, crazy, let's do it. Um, but yeah, 64 points off a possible 117, 117 drawn 13, lost 9, 36 conceded in 39 games and 17 clean sheets. Those stats make for pretty decent reading, boys. They speak for themselves, Aaron. Um, look at that, just nine defeats in a year. Now, yeah, I, I don't, someone else contrasted it with the, the latter part of Neil Harris's reign. And, you know, obviously this is this reflects much better than the statistics. I haven't got the other stats to hand, so I'm not going to read those out. But I know that that's a, a big improvement on where things have got towards the end of Neil's, Neil's reign. The, the, I mean, I, I take Harry's point about criticising some aspects of Gary Rowett's managerial stance. But I... I suppose in the end, football's what's the cliche? It's a results business, Aaron, isn't it? And those look at those results: one seventeen, and drawn thirteen, and just been beaten nine times. Uh, Seventeen clean sheets. That's that's some achievement, I think, at this level of football. So, no, one year. Well, um, well done to Gary Rowett. I think he has improved the club. He is improving the club. Early doors in the season, but we are sitting in fourth position. you can't take away the the numbers. They, they they do the talking now. I also quite like the football I saw last night. I, I, I know it's easy to say it was only Luton, but um, and we beat Luton last season. That's correct as well. But you know we 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 nullified them. They looked nothing. Uh, one one or two pot shots from from distance, and and that chance that Bart did really well to get a hand to. So you know you you can't argue with the numbers. You can't really argue with the style the way we're closing these, these games out. So, you know, that's 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 the start and finish of it for me, certainly. I've been a fan of Luton. I've been praising them and in what they do in terms of their recruitment, in terms of how Nathan Jones gets them playing um, and, and how they do things. Now, obviously, they came unstuck yesterday at the demo. Achtung, Milbein. One man I want to pick up on is um, Ken Zahor, Zahor, however you want to... Yeah. Poise, he had a little cameo at the end. What, what was he like? 
didn't really see enough of him. I don't know what you made of him, Harry, but um, I, I thought he, he looked okay, but it's hard to tell based on, was it about 15 minutes or so that we saw yeah, him last week? And it was, it was sort of see it out, game management type of thing. But I, I, I think there's been both managers, both Neil Harris and uh, Gary Rowett, I've said in the Millwall system that you have to you have to work off the ball. We you you can't play the way that we play without without putting a shift in. Mm. And I didn't see much of that. Now whether he learns that, whether he's fully fit, I can't say that. You know, um, but there was a bit on the flip side of that. There was a bit where the ball came into him. He chested the ball back to goal, flipped it around the corner, and and, and Jed and um, Tom were away. And, and, and you know, in the, in your normal non-game management mode Millwall probably would have scored from there but I think they were sort of half a mind of keeping the ball or wherever but um, yeah I think he's a key addition in the sense that you know Parrott's not fit Bob Varson who's the flattest to deceive Bradshaw although puts the work in and sometimes um, doesn't get the admiration that he probably deserves if I'm being totally honest um, from a lot of the support uh, you know he's, he's a goal scorer at the end of the day Bennett went up front last night and showed that I think he is better off playing. I thought he played really well in attacking midfield. I might, I might add, but I think, um, yeah, we we he's boosted the squad. Whether or not he turns out to be an outstanding signing, who knows? But um, yeah, another attacker is not a bad option, is it? When he, I think his record at Cardiff was outstanding. I think so. Mm. Uh, hopefully, he can get that form rather than his form from last season where I think he failed to score. So I think you want to mention Matt Smith. I mean, he was, I don't think he got the credit for the goal last night in the end. I think that was given as an own goal, mm-hmm. but his, his presence created that goal. Um, and Matt Smith reminds me in a, in, a, in a funny kind of way of players like Jimmy Abdo in the past that a number of times you, he gets written off, doesn't he? You know, Matt Smith, he's, he's going to be on the bench a lot. And he, he, I really admire a player that will not accept his allotted role. And, he, you know, there he is. He's, he's started two games in succession now. Been involved, he's made things happen in and around him, whether he's getting the goal or somebody else is getting the goal or it's coming in off someone's backside, it doesn't matter. You've got to take your hat off to the to the sheer will that will not give up his place in that side. I admire that in a player. That's a real steal. Um, you know, he has his has his limits, he's got his strengths, he's got his weaknesses, of course. But that 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 non acceptance of your lot, I think, is something that I really take my hat off to and, and I admire. So just wanted to to mention Matt Smith. But also I want to mention Jed Wallace, who's playing out of his skin at the moment, boys. I think he is really on fire at the moment. How he missed that chance last night, um second I was put through and put it over. I think he was tr- just trying to go for the spectacular slightly but um you know that was that that would have been a screamer if that had gone in so um, i think jed is certainly our 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 catalyst at the moment for anything good that goes forwards yeah i think so i think i think about time isn't it so yeah no i yeah i'll be totally honest i don't think that's fair i think he um we know jed burns out in april it's happened every year the bloke plays with so much intensity through the opening part of the season and there's so much to carry in this side that I think people forget at the end of every sort of March, April, May that the bloke's been carrying the side for six months and just naturally burns out. And and you know, um I can't I can't take anything away from Jeff Wallace. Jeff Wallace can have 10 poor performances at the end of a season because for 30 out of 46 games he's unplayable. So, you know, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's being too non-Millwall. I just think that, 
you know, sometimes he needs Mahoney or whoever else to take some of the pressure off him. And hopefully Connor proves me wrong and can do it more than just against Luton. I mean, it's certainly Jed is playing with some more inventive players around him now. I'm going to include Mason Bennett, who wasn't in the side. And I thought, well, here we go. Uh, moon vase, you know, the delicate, delicate flower on Saturday. But there he was last night and he put in a shift. And a beautiful back heel. Um, was was that when Leonard was put through, if memory serves? It was like a back heel on the edge of the penalty. Yeah. Did he? I, I, all I can remember is this, the, the kind of beautiful back heel, um, and and the, and the kind of confidence to to take that on, and for it to almost check out with a goal. Um, it's, it's great to see. So, I, I think you're right, Harry, that Jed does burn out, and he will never give you anything less than 100, percent which is another thing in, in you know to, to Jed's credit. Um, he is playing with other players around him now that um, can also do the inventive, do the unexpected. Uh, Bennett, Mahoney, um, you know, they, they should shoulder some of the burden for him going forward. We don't really know what, what we're going to get from Zahor, Zahori. Um, let's hope he can also help to convert some of these chances because it's about the only criticism I think you could make of, of both games, really, Saturday and, and Tuesday night last night is that we're creating chances, but not quite putting enough of them away, really. We should, we should have been further ahead. You know, that, that 1-0 lead looked a little bit slender at, at times in the second half when Luton did um, start stringing a few passes together. Not that they ever really threatened us, but it just felt a little bit slender at that point. Are, are we going to see Ryan Leonard become a proper Gary Rowett-like store now? Someone who, who's going to come in and just do a job for Rowett and he's going to become one of those sort of trusted lieutenants, if you like. I think he always was going to become that under Neil Harris, to be honest. I, I don't see... I think a lot of people gave him a lot of shit in a poorly playing Millwall side. Um, and Leonard was just starting to turn the corner and then got injured in the Leeds game. But I think he played quite well for sort of two or three games before before Neil Harris left. Um, but yeah, I, I think Ryan Leonard is finally showing why we spent all the money that we did on him. I mean, he played for Southend as player of the year. I know Southend ain't going much like cop now, but when they were a championship side pushing for the playoffs, the people seemed to forget he was, you know, their play. He got a move to Sheffield United and look where they've ended up, you know. So, um, yeah, I think Ryan Leonard's doing well. I think his his ability to finish a chance is is superior than Ryan Woods. Um, they're two different players, but Leonard basically does all Ryan Woods his dirty work to allow Ryan Woods to do the artistry and um, and. Sometimes I prefer the uh, I prefer the Len Dog than the Ryan Woods Picasso. <laughs> That's a great quote. I'm just looking at Luton boss Nathan Jones um, speaking after the game last night. He said, "We I thought we Luton were pretty <laughs> passive. We got out muscled, and we know we can't come here and have a fight with Millwall. Is they're probably going to be better at that than you." <laughs> That's very strange. Very strange. Well, yeah. um, I mean, is that stereotyping for us? I don't know. Um, but I mean, certainly they, they were pushed around off the ball, which is good to see. So I'll, I'll take that all day long. Uh, thank you very much, Nathan. Um, I thought that was what we did really well last night. We, we closed them out completely. They they looked very wishy-washy, in my opinion. They so did, They did probably passive is the correct word. They looked passive. They looked like... Passive, yeah. As soon as that first goal went in, you know, what was it, a succession of corners leading to the goal? You know, it was just like they were rank. Every time they knocked it out, we all added another 10, like another 100 degrees on the uh, on the cooker just as they start to get a foot. Oh, in the game, Mahoney pops up with 
a moment of quality that's good enough to win any game, really. I mean, what did it do? Hit the inside of the post and nearly roll back and hit the other one. That's all, that is unsavable, you know, that when they're like that. And it's, it's difficult because you want to you wanna get excited, but I feel, you know, this disconnect to that side because I'm not there and I, I should be absolutely buzzing. I should be bouncing off the ceiling, but, but it's a slight, it's all tinged with this horrible, I'm not there to see it. It's the longest ever in my entire life that I've not been to the den, which will be the same for many people um, who are listening to this. And yeah, we should all be enjoying this. This is why Sod's Law, I believe we will go up this season, just because I'm not (laughs) there. You're not there. I've got a few more excited uh, quotes from the internet than than that, Harry. Uh, Merv says, Merv Payne says, the transformation in Millwall in the last 12 months is staggering. Rowett is building something special here. We just need to be patient. I think that's easier in uh, in a crowd-free environment, rightly or wrongly. Um, good things are happening, says Merv. I, 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 I think he's onto something there. I, th- I think that there is something being built here. You know, the, the, the transformation, and I'm not come on here today to, to, to knock the, the past, Neil Harris reached probably the, the limits of what he could achieve at the den and somebody else needed to take over. And that, that someone being Gary Rowett has pushed us on. So I, I do feel that we've advanced in the year. I, I think generally we've advanced. Don't you agree, Harry? Yeah, I think the recruitment... You know, it's pretty much the same. I mean, Scott Malone's a great addition. I think mm. sometimes we miss Scott Malone. I love Murray Wallace. I mean, there's he's the new Andy Frampton, isn't he? But uh, I think <laughs> he is, though, isn't he? He's just like, if you're going to describe him, what is he, Andy Frampton? Um, you no, know, Malone's more, more of an attacking threat and everything looks a little bit more easy, you know what I mean? It's not as laboured. Um, so that's a great addition. You, you look at the players that have added the little bits of, you know, they're all they're players, um, not players, managers tend to bring players that they trust and they respect to clubs that they go to after. So, you know, he's got Woods in who he knows. He's got Malone in who he knows. He's got yeah. Bennett in who he knows. And these are all players that would they have come to Neil Harris? And that's with the greatest respect for Neil Harris. Um, I think he's probably getting a little bit more respect now that he's at Cardiff than what he did when he was at Millwall. I think Harris needed to advance as well. I mean, I mean, it's. I think you know. My wife said to me last night, watching, "Is, is Neil Harris still at Cardiff?" He's, yes, he is. You know, it always looks a bit strange when you see him in a Cardiff gear. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll ever get used to that. That, but from his personal point of view, it's probably it was time for him to move on. And, and if he's going to be a proper manager, he's got to manage somewhere else other than the Den and all that comes with 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 our club. So. You know, it was to his his benefit too, but he'd certainly reached the end of the line at, at the den. And um... oh yeah, definitely. I, I think I think if you have a, if you have a look at both um, both trajectories of both Cardiff and Millwall over the last year, you you realise that just because of a manager's been there a long time, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the results. If you look at Cardiff under Warnock. You know, Dead uh, or Walnut's still a great manager. Don't get me wrong, but look what he's doing with Middlesbrough. He kept Middlesbrough up, and they're they're going well. They won last night. But Harris walks in, and then suddenly they have an upturn of fortune. Rowett walks into Millwall after Harris, and they have an upturn of fortune. You know, players it's a bounce in there. Every everywhere you go, there, there there is a real new manager bounce. I mean, obviously Forrest last night lost under Hutton, um, but. It's just that's just for us. I think there is a new manager bounce. Cardiff are recruited heavily this, yeah. this you know this this window. It will be fascinating to see how they get on and how they sort of push on. For this this division, this division this season, 
if you didn't have Corona and you had fans and whatever, this would be a dogfight. This is an absolute dogfight between 10, 12 teams to win this league because there's no outstanding team. I know, I know Bristol City have spent money. I know there's teams that have spent money, but spending money doesn't guarantee anything in the championship. There are better sides in, te- in, in terms of team spirit than Bristol City and Nottingham Forest, to be fair, because Nottingham Forest are just a bunch of bottlers, really. Let's be honest, they shouldn't be in the playoffs last season. Um, but yeah, you, you look at it and I think, why not us? Why not? Yeah, but that's, that's, that's twinned with Millwall knowledge saying it won't be us at the same time. You know, it's, it's the devil and the angel sitting on your shoulder. Um, well, we, I mean, we do have, we, we've struggled to score goals. Um, that's probably been the biggest single thing that we, we've taken out each of the games we played this season. Um, I know we scored two last night, but a lot of chances are not being taken. Um, we, we've yet to really get a handle on Kenneth Zahor. We don't know what um, what he's going to bring. Let's hope he brings good things. Uh, Troy Parrott also is another one that I probably expect when he's fit to be on the bench and coming into games. Let's see what he can do. It's going to be an interesting season. I'm just looking through the, the, the divisional table here. And, you know, when you look down at how it is, someone posted there's nothing to be frightened of in, in, in the league. And you do look for all of these names and you think, well... You know, we've got a chance against any of them. I don't. I don't. There's no going to be no, no uh, you know, distinctive side this season. We, we'll see how Reading get on, but you know, so far there's nothing really to be to be wary of. So why not? It's a, it, this is a major, major chance for Mill Football Club to advance. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, it's obviously Leeds going up, Fulham going up, um, and I can't remember who the other team was that went up. Shall we take West Brom? You know, their names that are always at the top end of that table if they're in this division. Um, you know, Brentford will probably fancy themselves, but they sold pretty much their, their star names um, and spent a lot of money on Ivan Tony, who I do not rate. Um, so, you know, there's, there's the key things with the championship is if you do lose your good players is how you recruit. And the thing for Millwall is we didn't lose any of our key players. So we just kept on trucking and have added rather than lost anything, which is unusual for a Millwall side. You know, when... If you think back to the last time that I feel we had a real chance of going to the champion, uh, going to the Premier League, we had Wood on loan and we lost him. Or the time before that, you're going back to to Dennis Wise and Ray Wilkins and the Cup final run. You know, around that, yeah, yeah. it's probably the most realistic. Obviously, we had the run under Neil Harris, but that was like um, that was a manic run that other teams tend to have. You know, go from 19th for Christmas and get on get in on the last day to the playoffs. Um, but yeah, this is the most sustained, decent level of quality Millwall side. I mean, you know, I, I personally think that Jake Cooper shouldn't be in the championship anymore. I think he's far too good for this division. But, you know, there's, the Jed's arguably as good as any bottom half Premier League side winger. Um, and, and to have those players still at the club is a massive, massive plus point. Plus our goalkeeper is, you know, again, last night, I know he had the mistake at Wickham, but how many of them does he have? You know, he is for me the best goalkeeper in the division. I don't even know why it's a discussion. I don't even know why. <laughs> we should mention Jake's outrageous shot on gold on on Saturday. I I, I know it's been mentioned quite a few times, but I just want to um, say what confidence to take that shot <laughs> from I the mean, halfway line. <laughs> that was wonderful. I mean, I know people rightly talk about the greats, the Beckhams, and and um, and others that have taken on that kind of you know chance and scored. Um, but to have the confidence to even have a go from the halfway line, I think, speaks volumes for the for the players' development. Harry, I mean, look how far Jake has come. You know what? Yeah, Stam got rid of him at Reading, didn't you? 
I can't imagine, don't know. Right. He said he couldn't play with his feet. That was the reason <laughs> to get rid of him. <laughs> Well, that was that's one of the one of one of the the, the, the record company that didn't sign the Beatles, isn't it? You know, it's I mean, gonna be... exactly. Look at where Yapstam is now. You know, like uh, I, I think he's got fine or something like that. Last yeah. Time, last time I saw. No, Cincinnati in the MLS. Yeah. Let's let let that be his epitaph in that case, Aaron. I mean, great player, great player, absolute plum of a manager. I mean, the fact that Reading got into the playoffs that year, and then, I mean, it was it, they were the worst playoffs in years. Those ones. Uh, was it two years ago? Um, horrendous set of playoffs. I was just saying, it's an interesting bottom six, bottom bottom five, probably, of the mm-hmm. table. If you look, I mean, I'm, I'm going to discount, I'm open to your, your criticism, boys. Uh, I'm going to discount Sheffield Wednesday um, because obviously they're labouring under the, 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 the points, um, yep. you know, debit. Um, so they're on minus four at the moment. They don't look like they're going to finish on, on, on in, in that kind of category over the course of the 46 games. It's going to certainly detract from their season, that's for sure. But I don't see them as relegation candidates based on what you know results so far. So then you've got, then you've got Wickham on zero points, minus 12 goal, goal difference. They, they do, I mean, they, they, they're kind of fitting the bill, I think. Um, and then they're, Barnes... tier, they're tier three, aren't they? If you're going to look on lockdown scale, they're tier tier three. We're doomed. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. So Wickham, unless they can turn it around, I didn't really see much on Saturday to show where they're going, how they're going to turn it around. You know, bringing Akinfema into the mix is is not. We're at, too, we're, we're at too high a level for that to be uh, to have impact. So then Barnsley look at opponents on Saturday on, in third uh, from bottom position on two points, minus four goal difference. So they're, they're probably approaching a crossroads of their season. They, they can still pull away from the, the grip of the, of, of the relegation zone or they can sink further into it. So they, they will want points on Saturday when they come to the den. Well, they've lost, they lost their manager, didn't they? So they yeah, had, was it Struber? Gerhard Struber? They were playing good football under Struber and he basically turned their season around last season and they stayed up, obviously. And then he's disappeared. So... I'd expect him to struggle now because, you know, they were struggling before they had him and I'd assume they'll struggle after they've had him. I, I think Derby, I mean, I think the managerial change is coming. If you look at the business they've done, it's very odd. It's very, very odd how they, they've sold a few players, they've loaned out some some senior players. Yeah. Um, you know, Scott Malone, obviously, Joseph Zoom, the winger, Jack Marriott have gone out on loan. And if you look at their squad, it's it's made up of randoms, but a lot of youth players and a lot of players that are just... I mean, bringing in Colin Kazim Richards. Wow. That's a name from the past. It is a name from the past. Very, very strange signing. Who do you think will take over from Derby? Uh, oh, there's from only Derby. one person, Nick. Rooney, you oh. think? Wayne Rooney, I reckon. I reckon they'll 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 bring in Wayne Rooney. That um, would be the most shocking. Di- yeah, that's it. In the relegation fight in the championship, and bringing Wayne Rooney. That was the other, yeah, the club that my eyes fixed upon because you look at the the twenty first position and just three points from the start of the season. Six games in, minus eight. So they're conceding goals. And they're clearly not. You know, they're scratching around four points in wherever they can find them. I and think and Preston will get better, Nick. Preston, I think, will improve. Um, Forest should do, shouldn't they? They should. I think under um, Hewton, they will. I, I really have faith in you to sort of turn it around. I think, I think it's too late to sort it out. I think they, that move was 
that move should have been done in the summer. That you know, they're yeah. full way at the end it's of last. We're six games into the season. Six games into a season where the next transfer window's a lot later into the season than what it was before. If you've got rotten apples in the dressing room, which I can only assume Nottingham Forest must have. I mean, we know about Lewis Grabham from the book family. I can only assume he's not changed because he decides to score 20 goals every season and then fuck off on holiday whenever that may be in, in the league season. He's a good manager though, Harry. He's, 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 he can be a good manager. You can be, anyone can be a great manager in the championship. Anyone can. He had a great side when he was there and he got him promoted. He had a great time at Norwich and he got him promoted. You know, you, you can talk about what a great manager he is, but my question is, if he was, there's been big jobs in the championship that he hasn't got before. And also, and also, I think he's a great... Uh, what, 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 what jobs has he not got and how do we know that he didn't want that job? I mean, who, who doesn't want... We take the piss out of him. I mean, the Leeds job, surely must have been in there. They've taken Warnock at Leeds. I mean, he surely must have fancied What, that. under Cellino? Come on. Yeah, he doesn't... Look, Come on. Was he still at Brighton? Hewton yeah. Hugh, Hugh, would not have left Brighton for Leeds. Why? Leeds was a basket case, wasn't it, at the time? He was in the Brighton Premier League with Brighton. <laughs> why, would he, why would he leave Brighton in the Premier League and go to Leeds right. under Massimo Cellino? Right, let's have it right. I don't think Nottingham Forest will do anything under Hewton this season. Whether they do anything Maybe next... Maybe not under the season, but I think, I think they'll be well safe. I think they'll probably end up... They, they, should, they should clear right. relegation, Harry, oh, shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not saying they're getting relegated. I'm just saying I can't see them... I can't see them getting themselves from where they are at the moment, conceding goals the way they are, the results that they've had, the performances they've had, not just in this season, but at the end of last season. I can't see them sorting that out for maybe another 10 games. Then you're 16 games into the season and all of a sudden, you know, you're a long way behind. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung! We need to move along, boys. We do, we do. Um, Nick, uh, talk to me. I mean, I, I really don't want to talk about the European Premier League. Talk to me about the charities. because. All right, OK. <laughs> charity. 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 We, 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 all right, we, we will, we will scrub the European Premier League out, um, back by that fine um, footballing organisation, JP Morgan. Let me go and we'll start again with that. Yeah, we don't want you to go away. Mill Charities, I watched a wonderful video earlier on. And I, I, you know when you put a video on, it was on the official site, listeners, where you put a video on, I think I'll just watch a couple of minutes of this. It was 32 minutes of a Zoom call between Jed Wallace, Ryan Leonard, and a young lady from the, the Guide Dogs, um, the Hearing Dogs for Deaf People charity that Mill has teamed up with. Um, and I, I'd, I'd say to anyone listening to this show, Give it a listen. I, I sat down this morning, a cup of coffee. I'll just have a quick get a, get a feel of what this is all about, and I lit, watched the whole thing. Thirty two minutes worth. Um, wonderful charity. Um, I, I, I put on sent a link on Twitter earlier on because I wanted to say uh, football clubs generally. I, I, I include us all of them, and not just our club because we 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 follow our. Uh, beloved Lions, obviously, and that's the point of the show. But I want to say this about football, which does so much that is good in this life, and it's always easy to focus on the on the uh, the excesses that that are easy to to you know capture the headlines. But this video um, is well worth a watch. It's on the the club site. Uh, it's a it's a Zoom call between Jed and Ryan, and primarily it's uh, I think a lady's name is Sophie. She's deaf, and the dogs that this charity train act as uh, her hearing in a, in a way. So if, if, for example, the doorbell goes, she wouldn't necessarily pick that up with the hearing aids that she has to use. So the dog will hear it and will alert her to the fact somebody's at the door. Loads of small things, like if her mobile phone pings. And again, the, the, because of the tuning of the, of the hearing aids, it's not necessarily always easy to, for her to pick up on this. Um, and it was, you know, it's, it's a fascinating video. It'll, um, I challenge you not to get a bit of dust in your eye at certain points in it. It's, it's well worth a watch, and fair play to both Jed and to Ryan. Um, they they both um, they both did the call very very well, I thought. But um, both of them are dog owners. Both have kids. Um, it's a great charity, well worth backing, and well done to Mill Football Club. Well done to Jed Wallace. Well done to Ryan Leonard, and whoever's put this deal together because it's a fantastic charity. Um, and also, I just want to mention the lionesses, uh, the uh, the be my, um, be my eyes, which is a similar. Well, and obviously, no animals involved, but it's a it's a it's a it's a use of a mobile phone to act as a kind of a surrogate um, site for blind people um, when they need to find out certain you know, details of everyday life. Two fantastic charities. Really recommend everyone to have a quick look at this. And if you if you start, I want to hear how many of you. Uh, let me know if you watch the whole thirty two minutes because I know I started thinking I'll just watch a couple of minutes and I sit sat through half hours worth of it. It's well worth a watch. I recommend it. Brilliant stuff, um, Nick. I, I know what I'm saying. Well, I need to say it next. Can you run the jingle, please? Uh, the Acton Acker. <laughs> On the track, run the track, Rasta. Yeah. The Acton Acker. 
There we are. The Akdong Aka, Aaron. Um. Yeah, shafted again. I was guilty of it this week. I'm sorry, but again, I, I backed a Forest Blackburn draw. Yeah, this is our this is our for charity Aka listeners as yet to generate a penny. But there we are. Uh, I mean, it's always going to be an ambitious one, boy, isn't it? I mean, a six-way accumulator is going to be an ambitious shot in anyone's. I nearly won a ten goals yesterday. Three or four right a week, isn't it? At the moment, sort of we got four right last week. We we um, Aaron predicted a draw between Blackburn and Forest, which was probably not a bad call given the form of of um, you know sides involved. Uh, that that finished up for a, was that a win for Blackburn? I think no. Um, for, Forest won it in like Forest the last, won it the last minute. Shoot, they won it in injury time. So but we also uh, Michael Avery's um, Bournemouth versus QPR. Oh. He, he predicted Bournemouth to. Beat QPR. I think that was a win for QPR again. I'm, I'm no, no, it was a nil-nil, Nick. Nil-nil. That shows you how much attention I pay to other teams. It was listeners. a terrible nil-nil. But this week's good boys were Ryan, who predicted a win for the Lions against Wickham. Um, Harry, back to uh, Cheltenham to beat to beat Southend. Um, I think from what I'm seeing of Southend, Harry, any, back anyone to beat Southend yeah, this yeah, season, but yeah. not going to be a bad, like, bad, bad bet. You just, that, that's a double every week, ladies and gentlemen. That's the, that's the Harry Warren tip. <laughs> That based them in your rackers. <laughs> well done to Mike Hayne for predicting Norwich to beat Rotherham. Awesome. And and also a bit of self-praise, which is no praise for me to... Uh, I took Brentford to beat Coventry. So four out of the six were correct there. Two, two went astray. So we'll do another Akdung Akka this week. We've widened it, listeners, to include other um, football league teams now. Well, I suppose conceivably any, any team we like, really. But Picking up on the gambling side of things, Nick, I just want to pick up on the dickhead bet of the week. Yeah, because you um, have to, you had a close shave of your dickhead bet, didn't you? Well, yeah, no, but I, I cashed out yesterday. I didn't listen to the boys, and I cashed out, and that was the right thing to do. So I had, uh, it was an over and under three and a half goals, 11-fold, 145.9 to one, <laughs> and I stuck 50 pence on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went over three and a half goals, Wildstone versus Chesterfield, Barcelona, versus Ferenc Varos, Lazio versus Dortmund, and Salford versus Southend. Under three and a half goals, Millwall Luton, Bristol City Borough, Nottingham Forest Rotherham, Huddersfield Derby, Norwich Birmingham, basically any game in the championship. Wren uh, versus Krasnodar and Reading versus Wickham. They all came in apart from Salford versus Southend, which finished 3-0 to Salford, and I cashed out at £11.80. So um, not a bad little return. Nifty P. You know, even though Harry told me not to cash out. Sorry, Harry, I cashed out because that's going to fund my dickhead bets like the next year. Right. So, the dickhead bet listeners, there we are. Don't, that the, uh, don't be a bitch, no pull-out method, mate. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, obviously, we do not advocate gambling as a way of life, listeners. Right. But it's no, bit, if it's, if, when the fun stops, Harry, stop it. Well, talking about fun, <laughs> I've just had a look at the Acton... Fantasy League. <laughs> and what fun pops to my head is I scroll deep down to the bottom of the 68 people that are in this division and I find with 17 points over the last week's games, the team that's low masses lager. Yeah, I know, struggling, aren't I? 168 points. The next, so you are bottom of. I'm bottom. If only I paid some attention to it, listeners. It would be handy. The, the next, the next line, uh, next regular voice you hear is in 49th place. It's Mr. Michael Avery. 
myself. I had a bad week. I dropped a 42nd position being beaten by one of the lionesses I go and watch every week, which will no doubt please them immensely. Um, <laughs> I'm in 42nd, and then we have to go to the dizzying, dizzying heights. We're going all the way to, I did see his name just then, but just disappeared anyway basically Aaron's second and Ryan's eighth and this is oh Mike Hayden's 14th this is unacceptable listeners Ian Busquets Andrew Crow I'm coming for you mate I'm coming for you yeah the big bear yeah, brownie yeah. company I can recommend their brownies listeners they also know a little bit about fantasy football it seems yeah, so we're, Nick, um, Nick, Nick, yeah, we're coming for you mate we're on route you know? absolutely, absolutely. They, uh, they, spon- they gave the lionesses um, we're very very pleased with your brands Aaron I must pass oh, on their, your um their compliments for your brand. Very good. There we are. Um, yearbooks, Nick. Yeah, last last shout. Um, the last few of the yearbooks. Um, just want to shift them now. So, if you do want um, any, log on to the MSC website shop. Um, really appreciate the MSC's help this this year for uh, selling the, the the yearbook. It's been a real help. Um, we're just down to about the last few now. So, um, if you are interested, get on it because they're they're going fast. So. Big thank you to everyone who's ordered a, a book so far. Uh, most clean sheets in 2020 in the top five UEFA leagues and the championship, of course, Millwall topped mm. that list with Real Madrid and Getafe. Wow. Um, That's quite a record. That's quite Yeah, a record. 13 clean sheets. So, you know, a, a fabulous record for, for Bartosz Bielkowski. Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund and Wolves are up next with 12. Atletico Madrid, Bayern München. Man City, Fulham, Leeds, Cardiff, Stoke and Wigan in on 11. So well done to Bielkowski, Jake Cooper, uh, Hutch and, and the kind guys down at the den. Uh, let's have your predos for Barnsley, boys, Barnsley. Um, this one, come on, this, this has got to be another three points. This has got to be, yeah. let's get the train going. Let's get them going. For uh, well, for Nick's birthday weekend, let's absolutely let's, a birthday let's win. Get, let's birthday get the old win. Chateau Chalme out, the Chalmelaine <laughs> out on a Saturday afternoon. Chateau nerf the pap. That's it. That's it. A Millwall victory on right. a uh, Saturday afternoon. Three o'clock kickoff. Damn the then, Nick Hart. I hope to be celebrated with a, a little nip of uh, Chateau Nerve du Pap, as Harry rightly says. I hope to be celebrating Millwall two, Barnsley nil. Uh, Harold Warren. Millwall nil, Barnsley one. Oh, fuck's sake. Right, let's go. <laughs> I'm going for a clean sheet. I am long in the tooth, my friend. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a clean sheet, but I'm going for a low scoring affair. Millwall one, Barnsley nil. Fantastic. There you have it, gentlemen. There you have it. Nick, um, it's, it's nearly here. The big six is nearly here, pal. I know, mate. Um, I know. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel like I did yesterday and the day before. But Friday is the day, listeners. So, um, yeah, feel free to send me any Twitter um, thoughts, best wishes, advice, anything that you can for the uh, the latter years of 60 plus. So, and that's what he wants. Some antigen. Come plan. Come plan. What was the old advert with Michael Winner in it? <laughs> Eshaw. Oh, that was, that was an insurance based one. Um, I yeah. love Eshaw. Um, what you want, Nick, is, is iron geloids. Yeah, I'm after. I'm all over all of this, listeners. I, I should be sticking a little bit of chateau nerf du pap in me synatogen. So, is uh, <laughs> Stanis still do stair lifts? <laughs> <laughs>
Nick, oh, Harry to make you one, mate. Yeah, you can build Stick it. Stick a Ford engine <laughs> in it and get it. <laughs> up the stairs fast. Great stuff, chaps. Good luck. Uh, well, Nick, happy birthday. For thank you. In advance, mate. Uh, Harold, thank you for joining me as ever, pal. Chernobyl Charlie, back, uh, back, back with us this week. Who's with us next week, Nick? Um, no show next week. Um, I'm, I'm away next week, so it'll be the week after. But I'll, I'll do a cheeky plug. Go on. So the Lionesses show will be shown on Lionesses TV this week. Um, okay. The week off of editing because obviously it's his birthday. So we're going to continue to do a show rather than not have a show. Um, but it will be a Zoom call format by people who are more intelligent than me. I just host, I just stick it up <laughs> the channel afterwards. Well, so. I, should, I should be watching that. From the, from the wilds of England somewhere. There you go. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you, Nick. Thank, thank you, Harold. That is Yak Tung Millwall for this week. Um, yeah, be safe, guys. Be safe. Have a good one. Um, be good to one another. I don't know why. I'm, I sound like the reverend at the end of the sermon. <laughs> um, love thy neighbour, one and all. You know, be nice. <laughs> and, and, and look after your tier twos and all that bollocks. Uh, I've got a bob off now, but until two weeks' time, Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, that's you Millwall. Till next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.